Welcome to the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. This is the podcast where you learn simple but effective ways to grow your law practice in just one hour a week. That's right. This is not your grandfather's podcast, and we're not talking about your grandfather's marketing. We're talking about 21st century law firm marketing. Let's do it. Hey everybody, this is Nick Pavlidis, and thank you so much for being here for another episode of the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. This is the podcast where we take all of your marketing and we can get it down to about one hour a week in the right directions by getting rid of the junk that doesn't work, the stuff that you've been told worked or worked for someone else or whatever leads to nowhere you want to go. You get rid of that stuff and you focus on where you want to go, who you need to meet and how you can get there efficiently and effectively so you can get back to billing your hours, practicing your time and even, yes, spending time doing things that you enjoy like with your family. Imagine that. So one of my biggest struggles in the law practice when I was at my firm and even in-house because I was still building building my brand in-house because I know how important it is. And that's a whole other episode of everybody. I don't care if you're a government lawyer. I don't care what you do. Everybody needs to build a personal brand because your job is only as secure as really today or tomorrow or whatever. I don't care how long you've been there. Things happen. Big companies go under. And sometimes you just wake up and realize, I don't want to do this anymore. So you got to head in a different direction. And if you haven't been online, if you haven't done anything, you've just sat there and billed hours for 10 years or, or passed paper for 10 years, then it's a struggle. But if you just do one hour a week, even sometimes even less, depending on what your goals are, um, if you just start slowly building from the start or from now, then one year from now, two years from now, three years from now, you will have options. So this is the marketing podcast to help you get options and choose your options, the choose your own adventure of attorney marketing. So this episode, we're going to talk about three people you need to reliably grow your law firm marketing, to reliably grow your practice, to reliably meet people, to help you move your practice in a direction you want to go. So last episode, we talked about social media marketing, and we briefly talked about how social media can help you build relationships with the right people. And we talked about three different types of people. I am a big believer in social media, both to find and connect with people, to help grow your practice, and to build your authority as a relevant thought leader in your industry, in the world you want to go. And I help people through the Attorney Marketing Institute and my ghostwriting agency get their content, get it out there regularly, and get it positioned to position them as an authority, saying helpful things so the right people who you want to meet can find you. So we're going to talk about all that stuff in other episodes. We're going to talk about the content side of things, email marketing, all that stuff. Today, I want to focus on the people because law firm marketing is not just about social media, SEO, or any other tactic. It's not about the content. The content is just a mechanism. Social media, SEO, all other tactics, they're just ways to build relationships with people. They're the how to do it, not the what to do. So what we need to do to build our practice is to build the right relationships with the right people. With social media, it's people who can open the doors or to people who hire us or people who hire us. With SEO, it's to get in front of the people who are searching the internet for people like you. Each tactic, each strategy, and each strategy within each tactic is designed, because there are tons of different ways to do social media marketing, paid, organic, things like that. The same thing with SEO, same thing with really anything, even in person. Every strategy, every tactic, and every strategy within each tactic is designed to connect you with a specific group of people 
or at least it needs to be if you want to achieve a return on your investment of time and money. So whatever you do, you need to back up and say, how is this connected to the people I want to meet and position me in a way that I want to be positioned in front of these people. So it's whether virtual or in-person, it doesn't matter. Your law firm practice, your business, your book of business will grow the same amount that your ability to get more people to know, like, and trust you will grow the right people. So that means something different for every practice. For for example, some people need a different level of trust. So some people, if you're just selling a quick uh, make your own will or something like that, you don't need a ton of trust. People will Google it. If you get up this Google search results and you get some good, uh, some, some good reviews, online reviews, or, or a clean, crisp website, you can get people to buy with very little trust. You just put your, that it's a lo- lawyer who created it and things like that. And that's not a ton of trust. That's enough trust for someone to hand you a hundred bucks and you to email them a form for them to fill out and get their will with a bunch of disclaimers. I get it. But if you're trying to do a bet the company case, you need way more trust. You need to find, you need to get uh, referrals that people aren't going to Google that. I say that all the time. People don't Google how to win a bet the company case. You're not going to find a fortune 500 CEO to Google their next uh, hostile takeover lawyers, right? So uh, that means, so trust, no like, and trust you means something totally different for every practice. So don't believe any so-called expert who tells you otherwise. So sometimes, uh, you need a different type of trust. For example, the bet, the company that the M and a, uh, cases, what's the person get in the person who hires you's head. Sometimes it's not even the general counsel at this point. Sometimes you're talking about CEO level or even, uh, board of directors and things like that. So sometimes the trust has less to do with you than it does for your your firm and your the authority of your firm because let me tell you something the the thing that people especially in bet the company cases they want at the end of the day is often almost always often they want to preserve their job and preserve their company and or preserve their company in fact they want to first preserve their jobs oftentimes even if their company goes somewhere else but so what does it mean what does it mean what do they want to be able to do by hiring a lawyer a lot of times it's just to be able to go to the, if it's a, if it's the general counsel to say, Hey, look, I hired Skadden. I don't know what else you want me to do. Even if they're, even if you're their cousin and you're at a smaller firm or you're at a different firm that they're, that doesn't have the juice that a large law firm or whatever, or the, 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 the boutique or the reputation, the, the law firm with the reputation has, it doesn't matter. You could be their, their spouse and they can't hire you because then they, they can't go to their boss and say, I'm sorry, I hired XYZ firm. So you need to get in the head. All of the marketing is who you want to meet, how you get in their head, right? So if you're selling about the company litigation, you need to become the expert of that. So what I would do is I'd send you to my ghostwriting agency and I'd have you write a book on exactly what you want to do and why it's so important and make that book nice and thick, not 400 pages, but not 100 pages. A real book will connect you with a publisher and we will get you in bookstores talking about those things that person could just walk into the office and be like, I hired the gal who wrote the book on this, right? I hired the guy who wrote the book on that. I hired, this woman is the expert. Look at her Facebook follow. Look at her, her Twitter account. She's tweeting about this all day. She wrote a book on this. She did all that stuff. So these are the types of things you get in your head and what do you do to get there? So every market or business development plan needs to start by defining who you want to meet. Only then can you decide what to do. I don't care what the partner before you did. I don't care what your dad did. I don't care what 
I don't care what they did. It's it's informative, not because it tells me what to do, but it tells it lets me get in their heads and in the heads of their buyers and say, okay, what did this action lead to that and really why? And how can we create and recreate that same level of hiring process, that same trust, that same impact in the 21st century in a way that gets much less time and money investment on your end. So you're not going to just sit there behind your desk and type and wait for someone to die so you can inherit their clients. So if you don't start your business development plan or marketing plan with asking yourself who you need to meet, you can post a social media 10 times a day. It won't do anything from you. In fact, it could harm your practice if what you're posting and how much you're posting or when you're posting just turns people off or doesn't connect with the people or is on the wrong social network because your your ideal people who you're looking to meet who we're going to talk about aren't there. So too many lawyers and even so-called marketing experts skip this step and it's really really they don't either they skip the step completely many times it's because they only sell one thing um either and they, this is the way to get the, the search results so i'm going to tell you you want to be on the one number one on the search results right or you want to be on the first page of the google search results that's a real powerful promise to make people oftentimes you can't even promise it but that's what they say look at this search i did this search of uh these five words in a row and you're nowhere on the list but look at what happens if i do look at all these people on the list so don't you want to be on the first page of google results uh, maybe it depends. It depends on how pe- on who you want to meet and how people find you. So don't skip this step. Think through this. And if you want, you can go to attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash calendar. You know what that is? That is a link directly to a Calendly, an online thing I subscribe to where you can get right on my calendar. No need to call my assistant. No need to call me or email me. Although you can, Nick at attorneymarketinginstitute.com. Just go grab a half hour on my calendar. We'll talk for free. Nothing, no absolutely no cost. You get on my calendar, pick a half hour, we'll chat, and I will have probably just as much energy as this on the phone. I'll listen to you, listen to where you want to go, and we can just chat. I can just help you just start getting those juices flowing. So because of this skip or this speeding through this step, marketing suffers. It either doesn't work because you're not meeting the right people. It costs too much money because you're not targeting enough. You're not targeting well enough. If you're doing Facebook ads, which may be great, you're not, you don't have your audience targeted narrowly enough. You're paying to get your ad in front of people who will never hire you and will never become a relevant influencer sending people or talking to people about you're using you for quotes or never connect you with clients. So uh, it, it might not work. It might cost too much. It might only work one way. And it might only work when you continue to pay a marketing company. If you want to get, I I met someone, I say this all the time. I'm sure I've said it on another episode already, even though I've only, this is only episode five. Um, I met someone who's spending $7,000 a month, a month for an ad on Google. It may work. Look, it's keeping their doors open and they're able to pay $7,000 a month for marketing. So, or at least it's part of what keeps their doors open. But it, the second they stop paying that seven grand a month, their clients stop coming. So what? incentive does that company have to keep their costs down or to not raise their costs? Like, why not just raise it? Why not make it $9,000 a month? Why not? Right. So, and then it, what happens if that company gets bought out or goes out of business? They, they probably won't if they're selling people $7,000 a month for, and, and it's something that you can totally do with a small staff. Now, I don't, I'm not saying anything about this specific company, but my point is 
your practice, like any business, is a collection of people. People who serve and people you serve. In your world, that's people who work in your practice and people who engage with your practice. Not just hire, but we'll talk about that. And that's what frustrates me so much about automation out there. I am a big believer in automation when it comes to the right things. But without people, there's nothing to automate. If you don't have people selling and people serving and people hiring and people referring and all that stuff, what are you going to automate? So, Let's dig into these three types of people every law firm needs to be meeting. This is in addition to the current clients and the former clients. These are people not that you, because you already met them, right? So we talk, these are relationship building things that we talk about in other topics and everything like that. But these are three people you need to be bringing into your contact list, into your funnel, so to speak. So for each of them, I'll mention very briefly who they are, uh, where you can look to meet them online and offline, and then what each of them needs or wants that you can give them in a way that can be applied both online and offline and online and offline settings. So these are just some ideas to get your juices flowing. There are endless, limitless ways to connect with people, limitless ways to really position yourselves. Like we talked about the bet the company litigation, big firm stuff, or to become an expert in your field, the go-to person when it's really important and everything's on the line. You have that book and you get it with a real publisher and you put it in the in the bookstores and things like that. And you can even send it to people and say, hey, look, this is this is uh, things that I all my clients really need to know about whatever. I realize we haven't met, but I, I imagine this will be helpful to you and things like that. So you send these people. It's a way to open doors. You have a book. It shows that you're knowledgeable. It shows that. So we'll talk about that in a whole other episode. But these are just some ideas, some tactics for you to start thinking about these people. The real important takeaway from this is who are these three people? Where can you meet them? What do they want? And uh, how can you deliver that to them in a way that doesn't take hours and hours a week? A lot of the times it's social media and then once in a social media, online, things like that. And, um, and meeting people with the right mindset, having this sort of top of mind, not obsessive top of mind, but having a top of mind when you're out and about, go to some regular once a month or something like that, just regular offline things where you can meet the right people once or twice a month is totally enough for that stuff. You spend a couple hours here and there and you do it in ways that you enjoy, not just ways that just because the right people are going to be there. So we'll talk about networking groups and another thing. I have a whole course on it that I'm building out for the Attorney Marketing Institute Online Academy. If you want to check it out, it's not live yet, but we're going to be doing in over the next probably next week, I'll probably be, probably be announcing something really, really cool about it. Special deal as, as it goes live for those people who sign up by the end of the year. And then we'll have something else going on in January that might not be as good, but it will be, uh, it will be great for you guys to connect. And if you want to engage with me and learn more from me and have some systems and checklists and things like that, that you can give to the people who support you in your practice so they can be doing this stuff on the back end. So you can just practice and bill and transform into something you love. All right, so the first group of people, prospects. Everybody knows prospects, right? But prospects done right is not just the people who hire you or who want who want to hire you. It's the people you want to hire you. It's not the people who want to hire you. Say that again. It's the people you want to hire you. It's not the people who have hired you. This is much different than people who might hire you. Uh, this is much different than people who have hired you. Those are other people, but the people like them. This is the people you actually want to hire you. These are people who 
want services that you want to sell. Maybe you're not selling them right now, but you want to move in there. Those are the people I want to help you meet because I don't want you getting more of something that drains you. I don't want you to get more of something you don't like. I want you to build something that you want, that you love, that you don't want to escape from. This is your ideal future client. It's important because marketing focuses on the future, not the past. So I don't care who has hired you. That's helpful. You can make connections from there. It's informative and everything like that. But when designing your plan, your plan is informed by the past, but it's directed to the future, to the future. We use the past only to inform us of what we've done, what we're good at, what we're, what we enjoy, who we've been able to connect with and the positioning that we've used and how we connected with them. So we can take that, dissect it, pull everything out. This is on my end. Don't worry. You could do it too on your own. What was it? What are these psychological things? What are the positioning? What's the branding and what did, what you're doing lead to? And then how can we change, if anything, or reposition or shift or add to that to move you towards whether it's a small shift or a longer term, bigger shift, right? So depending on your practice and practice area, the people you want to hire you have a number of different things in common. Overall, they are, they respect you. They respect what you do. They want what you do. They don't see you as a necessary evil. Even if they, they do theoretically see you as a necessary evil, they value that evil that the lawyers provide. All oh, lawyers get in the way. No, 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 no. These are the people who appreciate what the lawyers like you can do for them. So they don't have to worry about other things. So it can be a lot of lawyers. If you're in a, a solo practice or small practice or um, state specific practice, it's a geographical thing. So CEOs are great, but if they are, are CEOs of a small company in uh, two states over that you can't serve, then it doesn't it doesn't do you any good. Um, at least not now. This is income, might be individual stuff, profession. If you look to serve specific type of people, uh, age, family demographics. If you're in a, a state planning or something like that, or family law, living situations. If you're doing rental uh, or real estate law, criminal history. If you're looking to, uh, if you do a criminal uh, or family law type of um, practice education level and more. So think about the things that your clients have in common and your that uh, the clients you want to meet have in common. What about them makes them an ideal person for you to meet for the practice of your future, whether that's the same or different. Uh, you can find them in many ways. So online, Facebook, you can find people in groups of Facebook. There's lots of people organized in hundreds or thousands of people in Facebook groups. We'll talk about how to be a good citizen in there in other episodes, but Facebook groups through detailed ad targeting, you can target people so well on Facebook, on your law firm Facebook page, people who like your page and more, LinkedIn, uh, you can search in LinkedIn, you organize through connections and things like that in groups across other social media sites, uh, through hashtags, people will ha tweet and, and share on LinkedIn and Facebook using hashtags. You can look at people who engage with other relevant people, more on that later. Uh, there's a website called meetup.com where people get together to to engage locally uh, through interests and, and more. So that's online. There's just some ways you can find these people offline through associations, groups, local businesses, clubs, local meetings that are coordinated through schools or through uh, local agencies and networking events, clients of other businesses, other things like that. So your prospects gather. The key is to find who you want, find where they gather in groups online and offline. And again, your prospects are the people you want to hire. It's not as simple as a practice area or just geography. And it's not as simple as the people who, uh, who like other people, um, or people like the people you want to connect with. This is really a detailed, the more detailed you can get about it, the better, but don't go crazy over it. Just start thinking about these things and you can adjust as you go 
over time. So think about who you want to hire you in order to build the law practice of your dreams. And the goal is to get you to appear during the search or during their search. That's not necessarily online, but how they hire people. So their search for people like you, get their attention and give them enough of the right stuff, the right value to get them to either hire you now, get on your contact list, like an email list or something like that to nurture and build a relationship with them and, or to think of you first when they need someone like you, when they need a lawyer or when they need a lawyer like you. I used to love telling people, Hey, I just want you to think of me first when you think of a lawyer. And then you call me and I'll tell you if it's a good fit. And if not, I'll refer you to someone. That was great because it gave me the option for every client that they thought of. So you can do that. You can get on their thing by creating free guides, checklists, social media content, content marketing, all this stuff, the guides and the checklist, people give your email address, you email it to them, and then you have them in your network. You can target them on Facebook with Facebook ads in a very nice way. I, I hate the word target, but that's, that's what they call it. Uh, them on Facebook with Facebook ads by uploading an email list and saying, advertise to these people, this type of stuff through content marketing, organic SEO, uh, through reviews and um, getting your local listings all together, attending local events where they hang out. And we'll talk about other specific strategies and other shows. And I'm building a step-by-step -step course for um, Attorney Marketing Institute Learning Academy members on, on many of these things, specific courses, plural. But for right now, I just want you to really focus on who you want as clients. Okay, the second group is influencers. So a lot of so-called marketing experts conflate these next two. And that's okay. I mean, they're not completely they're not they're they're not completely off off field, but uh, many times they conflate them because these experts never practice law or even a similar profession. They're just tactic experts. So tactics are great, but People build practices, not tactics. Tactics change, tactics get expensive, tactics disappear, tactics only support support a good plan. They aren't the good plan. So influencers, influencers are people who don't serve our ideal clients, but they're the people who, as the word goes, influence your ideal clients. They primarily, these are people whose job it is to provide content that your ideal client either reads or listens to. This can be an author. It can be a podcaster. It can be a freelance writer for online publications. It can be a magazine editor. It can be local, national, or international celebrity. It could be a blogger, YouTube char, dep star, depending on your group, uh, some with a large relevant social media presence, a journalist, anyone who shares content to your audience. So this, these people, they're looking for help with content. This is what they need. It could be a quote, could be sharing their content, liking their content. These are the things like we talked a little bit about in the social media uh, episode, episode four, or is it five? And um, these are the people who, or these are ways I talk about in my social media for lawyers and law firms course on the academy that's already up there live, um, where you get part of the the sharing part of the the travel that your posts get is from sharing liking commenting things like that these are people looking for help exposing their content getting help creating their content so quote share like comment a blog uh post that they might want to have as a guest post or just have help with it um a quote for or not a quote a comment on a blog post an infographic a chart that you can provide depending on what your area is an opinion on a local news thing or an event in the world a complete interview or more so some help sharing or putting together their content these people's lives become easier when they meet deadlines with great content that gets clicks downloads shares and likes you can start contributing to that right away by clicking, downloading, sharing, and liking, and then build the relationship with them uh, to get them to include you for great quotes that serve them, serve your ideal clients, and serve you. 
and in interviews and all that other stuff. So you can meet these people online. LinkedIn and Twitter are great ways to meet them. And offline by going to relevant local events, like important court cases, for example. There are reporters who are there to report on important court cases. So you go there. You Even if you're not the lawyer there, you can meet them. Ask them who they are. Everything's public. I've done this with reporters in the back of cases when I was practicing. Just talk with them afterwards. Hey, what are you guys doing? This and that. Business openings. You go to a business opening. You will see a local reporter talking about this business. And if if you're looking to meet small business owners, they will be connected in the area, charity events, things like that. So these are the ways to people get them help sharing or creating their content, meeting these people online, LinkedIn, Twitter, share this and that, and reporters, court cases, things like that, business openings, charity events, meet these people. And then they, you borrow their credibility by having them eventually uh, quote you and include you sort of uh, rubber stamp you as someone relevant to the industry. And then you could use that, uh, those things, those quotes, those things to present yourself to other people for more opportunities. That's sort of like level two. Right now, I'm just talking about the people, not the strategy. But all of these little things, everything I do, everything I talk about is about what can I do to get value now, serve people well now, and use the value that I got well now to lead to more value. So what can I do to get a quote to say I was quoted by this local newspaper, blah, blah, blah. If you call someone and say, hey, this is Nick Pavlidis. I'm an attorney marketing. I run the Attorney Marketing Institute and Authority Ghostwriting. What I do is I help people build their online brands in less time. I focus on helping lawyers get rid of uh, all of the junk that doesn't work and get their marketing down to an hour a week and have it be more effective over time. Uh, I was just featured by Forbes and blah, blah, blah. That's not true. I wasn't featured by Forbes, but it was just, you know, that's, I was just featured. I write for the Huffington Post. I write for this. So all that stuff is is true. And and I do the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. Sometimes you can create your own influence too. So anyhow, so that is a way to introduce yourself and use these little drips to create a larger flow. All right. So the last one is gatekeepers. So there's a subtle difference between gatekeepers and influencers. We talked about influencers. The influencer's job is to inform your ideal clients. They, they create content for your ideal clients. Gatekeepers serve your ideal clients. So a gatekeeper will have a contact list full of ideal clients, full of influencers even, and even full of other gatekeepers. Whereas the influencers, they will have some of that, but they don't really get your ideal clients on their contact list. They might get it on their social media following list, but they don't always get it on a contact list. And sometimes that's just because not how they that that's not how they roll. That's not how they function. You don't have a, a journalist creating an email newsletter, although I think it could be a really great thing, and I'd love to help someone do that because I think it would be a really fun and effective way for the journalist to create more value and create more income for themselves by building this social media, by doing social media and email marketing to support their thing. I was just talking to a local journalist here in Massachusetts who's bringing a book out or is putting a book out, uh, just finished the deadline. We were just talking about some of the ways that they can turn that book into more income. And it's, he had never heard of it. He's in journalism. He had never heard of it. So anyhow, um, this is something I'm really excited about. So I, I am looking forward to connecting more with them. But so gatekeepers, gatekeepers want reliable people they can send their clients to who understand their world, won't step on their toes, and they will make them look good and connected. So these are people that they can say, hey, Nick, I know you're a marketing person for lawyers. I am an accountant for lawyers. I know that if I send you uh, someone to help them with their accounting, I'll have more money to account for and you won't send them to another accountant because you're a loyal person. You are um, a good servant. You know how to, uh, you know, what you, where your relationship came from, all that stuff. So very good people, honest people. 
Um, that's who they look for. So you can meet these people online and offline, just like everyone else. Twitter and LinkedIn, again, gatekeepers. You find these people and you say, I, and you can see their profiles if they're really well developed. They tell you who they serve. Um, Twitter and LinkedIn are great places to meet them. Offline networking events. Uh, we'll talk about that. I have a whole course on, on networking events. Um, I know I keep saying I have a whole course because I'm building out dozens of these courses to go up for the people who subscribe. So I love that, um, that, that model, especially with the online teaching and offline teaching. Like I do the model of you subscribe. Now you lock in your price and then it's only going to get more valuable because there's only going to be more information and there's only going to be more people in the future. So anyhow, um, so you see, most of what I do is all value-driven. But so offline, find the right networking events. So the networking events where they are likely to be. So is it a B2B thing? Is it a B2C thing? Is it structured? Is it unstructured? Is it, um, you know, what types of networking events will these people go to? And then how can you get there in a way and, and connect with them in a way that makes it easy for them to make it really good and how you, you can follow up effectively with them. So trade groups is another thing. So CPAs who serve a specific trade group will likely join the trade group if they can and they will go to their events interest groups so these are people who um who have a specific interest that's not a trade so it might be water in a you know putting wells in a specific area that's that's uh struggling with with drought and things like that or or drink or healthy water and also relevant local events so look for these people local i am a big online marketing guy i love online marketing online marketing is fuel to a fire most people i work with now i'm not i work with both lawyers and non-lawyers but i focus on lawyers a lot of non-lawyers will come to me and say, hey, everything that you talk about works for me. Can you serve me? Sure, absolutely. I focus on lawyers. That's the world I know. That's the world I love and all that stuff. Uh, but so most of the people I work with, they get so much more of a so much stronger foundation by doing the online stuff supplementary to the offline stuff. The offline stuff is where you can really make great connections and you can really, really um, build a strong business. And then the online stuff is how you put the fuel on the fire to make your life much easier. So anyhow, so offline uh, relevant local events are key. So I want you to do that. So you can meet these people through your clients. You can meet these th people through influencers by just asking, ask three clients. Who does your taxes? Who manages your books? Who supports your IT? Things like that. And they'll say, oh yeah, Billy, or oh yeah, Sally. Uh, sometimes it can be challenging because not all other businesses will evaluate their marketing like I teach people to. So they may have 250 clients and only 25 of them are ideal, but that's okay. Cause I'm going to teach you how to communicate and you are, you may already know. Um, and you, and the more you do it, the better you get at it, how you communicate who you want to meet better. So once you have these three groups in your head, you start thinking about who they are. And then you say, okay, these are the types of people I want to meet. I want to meet people who, whatever your ideal prospect is. For me, it's I want to meet motivated, growth-minded lawyers. There are a lot of grumpy lawyers out there, right? I don't want to meet the grumpy lawyers. I want to meet the lawyers who know that the world is not like a pie. And if someone else eats a piece of pie, that means I can't eat it. I want lawyers who to think who think of the world like a candle, like a lit candle. And no matter how many other candles you light with that flame, you still have your flame. Eventually, yes, I know we're lawyers, the candle burns down, but you can just grab another candle, light it and hold on to it. So you will always have a flame no matter how many you light. So anyhow, so those are the types of people I want to meet. 
doesn't matter their industry, doesn't matter that. So it's not very niche, although I do have some additional things, but that's for another day. Um, so the more you know, the better you are at communicating it, you're able to cut through those 250. You meet their gatekeepers and they might not be a gatekeeper to all of their clients because they're, all of their clients won't be ideal, but they might be able to get you 10 leads in a snap of a finger. So that the more you communicate it, you'll help them help those gatekeepers identify those 10 or 25 clients that are ideal fits for you. And then you nurture those relationships and make everyone happy. So also as they watch you grow your relationships, they will ask, how did you do it? And then you'll say, well, um, I just really identified these three types of people I want to meet for the future of my practice and then started meeting them. I serve the other people now. Well, and every time I got a new client, it was either from an existing relationship or it was from the direction that I really wanted my practice to go. So it made my practice much stronger, better, more enjoyable. One, two, three, four, five, ten 10 years down the road. Because I was taking control of my marketing. I was directing it and I was communicating who I wanted to meet. Because if someone has 250 total clients, they are, uh, I guarantee you, they have five people there who are ideal clients of yours. If they're, if you're networking with them and they're serving your current clients and especially the current clients that you like, the one that, that you want to keep, the, the ones that you want to replicate, that you wish there were more of that you could clone. So. They already have one because you're serving them already, but I'm sure they have more. So as you get to communicate better, and if and if you can't figure it out, or if you don't know it just yet, you could even just say, uh, I want to meet more people like Nick, or I want to meet more people like Jane. And they'll say, oh, this client's like Jane, and they will make that connection for you. Oh, yeah, you need to meet this person. So as you grow, they were gonna, they're going to be amazed as you do all this stuff for your practice, and they're going to see how much you're taking control, enjoying your life, and they're going to ask you how you did it. And then you're going to talk to them about it, and they will start doing it. And then the two of you together, and then the five of you, and it, it will be it will build on itself and it'll be so much fun. So anyhow, so those are the gatekeepers. Those are, so we got the gatekeepers, we have the influencers, we have the prospects. These are the, the new people to get into your world to transform your practice, to make marketing easier, to make it more effective, less expensive, and more reliable for the future. So if you like this, I want you to subscribe, give me a, a review on Facebook, some feedback, or not Facebook, on uh, iTunes or your podcasting app so other people can connect with this stuff. And if you want to get on my email list, I'm going to give you two things that you can do. Uh, if you want to get on my email list, I have a course. It's a webinar replay I did. Three big mistakes lawyers and law firms are making on social media. I talk about a lot of this, uh, a little bit of this stuff and how it relates to social media. Some of the stuff I talked about the last episode, I got really deep on the three biggest mistakes they make on social media. So go to attorneymarketinginstitute.com. You'll see it there. Click on it, enter your email address, and I'll send you some really cool follow-up stuff for free there too, including some forms you can use to make social easier for you. Um, or if you just want, like I mentioned it before, if you want to talk through some of this stuff or how you can make your next year uh, the year you take control of your law practice, the year you start controlling the direction of your law practice. So that way you can build the law practice of your dreams, not just the law practice that you fell into after law school. Um, get on my calendar. Just go to attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash calendar. You can literally schedule an appointment right there without me. It's whatever times there are available. And if something comes up, you can cancel or whatever I can, um, we can connect or just email me nick at attorneymarketinginstitute.com. I'm so excited to hear. Send me stories of who your gatekeepers are, who your influencers are. Tell me um, who your ideal clients are. Just practice. If you need to talk to someone, shoot me an email. I'd love to check it out. All right. We'll see you next time.